0: And the rubber chicken says, (laughs) I'm moving to Texas, where they'll let anyone carry a gun without a permit or a background check. Even me and I'm a rubber chicken. Well, you've got to be 21, my friend, Mr. Rubber Chicken. (laughs) Oh, you're timeless. Oh, well, maybe they'll let you do that. Okay. Well, you'll have to check on that and let me know where you'll be living and I'll come visit you down there in that Lone Star State. But right now we don't have time because it is certainly time for Rantcast number 44 entitled Memorial Days, D-A-Z-E, or maybe Texas should secede. Yes, sirree. It could be that time. It could be that time for Texas to just kind of say, hey, goodbye. We're leaving the union. And, and, And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, go ahead. After what you've been doing over the last few weeks, and it's unbelievable I mean for you guys to come up in is your solution to what you have watched I think there have been sixteen mass shootings in the in this month, i think close. 16, and your idea of a solution is to just kind of anybody over the age of 21, you know, give them a, you know, no need for a background check, no need for a permit? Seriously? That's your concept? You think that's going to work? You think all the good guys have guns. That's what, that, that it hasn't worked yet, okay? It's not worked anywhere. I can list all the places it hasn't worked and all the places it won't work next week and the week after that and the week after that. And in, it didn't do, you, oh God. And through your state, it hasn't worked. It's unbelievable to me that you, you think this is the, the the idea that you come forth with. Come on. What is the matter with you? Really, what is the matter with the, what do you, you think? You, why, you know, seriously, I, I could understand if you have to at least put it in a holster, all right? And you know, like, go back to the eighteen whatevers. So that you know, you, the Doc Holiday, but, but white herbs, So you you got to pull it out, and, and and you know, that's the way it's got to work. Because for God's sake, even the even the even the cops say they arrive at a scene and somebody's holding a gun. You don't know if that's a good person or a bad. You know, a good guy or a bad guy. Please, they have a G printed on their heads. You know, what, what he, what do you, how do you respond to that argument? Well, you know, if everybody's got that, then this kind of, fuck you. You've kind of gone through a trifecta of stuff recently. You've just, and we, we need to really deal with an extra Memorial Day since we don't seem to remember what Memorial Day is about. So it should be a, a two-day, you know, it should be Monday and Tuesday, so that on Monday we actually kind of remember that it, the reason we're, we're, we're doing this is to honor those who died protecting us and, and our country, those who went to war to make sure that we would not have to, that we would be safe, to protect our democracy, to protect our um, republic, to protect us, to protect the American people, all the American people, okay? Every shape, size, description, religion, all of the American people, whether you fucking like it or not, Okay? Because that's what we are. We're the great experiment. And just get over it already. And you're going to stop on, on, on Sunday? Uh, t- today? The day before Memorial Day. You can't remember what the fuck they were fighting for? I can imagine those folks who are lying in those graves, if they were told that you, what you guys pulled off today, they would be fucking appalled. Trying to fuck with people's right to vote? That's part of the reason they're over there for God's sake, huh? It's that simple. You pass a bill on a Sunday, on this Sunday, you couldn't wait five days? So we're at least over the hump there? So we're not kind of thinking about it? So we're not reminded of the sacrifice these these men and women did for us? So that you could get together and pass a law, one of the most a, 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 a whole raft of new voting restrictions. You're banning drive through voting? Really? Why? Then ban driving through uh, McDonald's, too. 24-hour voting? Um, then uh, um, it would prohibit election officials from sending absentee ballots to all voters. Why would you do that? Regardless of whether they requested them, do it. Just send it to them to remind them. Okay. A lot of people just can't race out to vote. Ban using tents, garages, mobile units, or any temporary structure is a polling location. Why? You think people can just set one of those up and then they take those votes down and they'll be counted? What the fuck? Are you that, are your state that stupid? And further limit, who could vote absentee? Why? You, he won there. Donald Trump won in your state, and you need to put these restrictions into what? To be sure, in case he's not running, that, we, that there's another Republican that can win? How do you fucking tell, how do you explain to your children, huh, about fairness? Okay, we're going to play uh, softball here the, today, and our side's going to have 10 runs, and the other side really can't get any runs until the fifth inning. What the fuck is the matter with you? and you're going to add new identification requirements for voting by mail. Maybe you could do that, but I don't think you need to because there was no evidence of voter fraud, so stop it. Those two bills, those two fucking things, and then you add on top of that the, the, your basic disregard of the women's right to choose, to make it their choice, their power over their bodies, and those you take away all of those clinics. And I won't use the word because you know why? It's an inflammatory word. But you know what they are. Took them all away. So now we're going to have to go to court over this. And it's going to go, you know, all the way. I think it's going to the Supreme Court eventually. If it's not, uh, I can't, you know, this is my memory is so fucking shot because there's other states that have pulled this shit and I can't remember which one got it through the door to to the Supreme Court. It's ridiculous. So the Supreme Court can enter the woman's uterus and make a judgment on it? What the fuck is the matter with us? You want to go back to when I was in high school, so that it was completely illegal, so that people were dying because of it, so that kids in my high school, women that I knew, had to uh, go find a place, you know, and put their lives at risk especially with everything we know now. There's a morning after pill, for God's sake. Can't you fucking come up with something other than the concept of teaching abstinence? You're not going to have sex until after you're married. You're fucking nuts. You know, you've got everything in front of you to make it possible for women's health to be really uh, something that should not be difficult for them to come by at all. At all. These clinics were there for a lot of more reasons than just that one reason. What you have done is shameful. Shameful. Three of those laws. Go ahead. Secede. You can be able to do all of the, you know, everything you want, okay? You can have a whole party filled with uh, monkeys running for a whole other legislative body if you want. Whatever you want to do. But don't do it in front of us. Do it in your own country. Set up the border. Have a Sam Houston quarter that we'll, we, people in, in uh, the rest of the country will collect and will keep, keep aside as kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember when Texas was part of the union. Please, you are dinosaurs, those of you who voted for this nonsense. You are dinosaurs, and I'm tired of hearing your screams as you pass from, really, into what will be the dark, dark night. We weren't around during the Ice Age, and this is your Ice Age, and you see it coming, and it's freaking you out. You want to hurt as many people as possible, apparently, while you say goodbye. Well, enough's fucking enough. That's why we've had such a shitty Memorial Day, I think. It's because of you. Not Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend. This weather is dog shit here. Dog shit. Here in New York, apparently down the East Coast, down into the Southeast, my friend Kathleen, it's shitty in Nashville. It was 90 last week. It's 50, it's like 51 here today and raining. It's been raining for two days. It's Memorial Day weekend. This is the weekend that we are supposed to gather together as one and eat fatty fucking foods all the fatty foods that we want. But I guess the Lord looked down at us and said, hey, I saw what Texas is doing. I've seen what you fuckers are up to, and I'm going to punish you. I'm going to take away your fatty foods. I'm going to rain it down on you so that you, you will have to not be able to have your fatty foods. Maybe you lose some weight. I've seen you. You've all gained weight. And now we're taking the fatty foods from you. That's what the Lord, I am am your Lord, and I decree it. And so much for your fatty foods. It's a sad Memorial Day weekend for that, and even sadder in Texas. Just appalling. Maybe God was upset because of the the vote on that uh, independent commission, the the January 6th commission. Hmm? Maybe that's what upset him. Maybe that's why he's uh, decided to, to 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 make this a, a, sh- a shitty weather weekend. I, I, God in heaven. That happens this week, too. You turn the TV on, you go, come on, are you kidding me? I mean, it, 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 is it that important to, for you Republicans to win? The vote was, what, like 54-35. It, 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 35 votes against and against having the commission and therefore with the 35 votes again you win how's that possible really is an independent commission come under something that you you need 60 votes for why if you can have a fucking filibuster it should be over major fuck things not this this is not a major fuck thing this is something that has to be done this is something that you owe the american people Because something horrifying happened, and we all sat and watched it, and you were in the middle of it, and you don't you don't care enough about yourselves or us, because you need to protect your seats in Congress. Fuck you! And the mother of Brian Sicknick comes in, you all pull your pants down and shit in front of her. What is the matter with you? No decency, none. It's so important to win. This isn't fucking a sporting event, okay? There are lots of fights that should be had, but not this nonsense, no. Oh, well, you know, we've got all of these commissions, you know, the Department of Justice is really going to find out stuff, and so will the FBI, and we've got all sorts of congressional here. You don't have shit. You're not going to do what your job is as the Congress, which is to make fucking sure This doesn't happen again. And to make it the safest place on earth, not Disney World, okay? Make entrance to that place the safest place on earth. And that's what you do through having that commission. Yeah, maybe a few people will get, you know, by the wayside. You're not going to do it because it's going to be, you know, it's going to keep Donald Trump out there. Well, why don't you find somebody else? All right? Because it's high time you did. OK, for the, whatever amount of votes you think you're getting, how much needs to be done for you to recognize what your responsibilities are? Because your responsibility at this point truly is to deal with um, uh, the fact that we have shit that's got to be done and we need you to be, uh, you know, the the financially prudent. I've said it fucking time and again in this goddamn rant cast. You're the ones who have to figure out what the cash flow is going to be. Because the Democrats are always going to say, "Hey, we're going to throw this money at it because, by God, uh, we've got it," and they know we've got it. And you guys, no, 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 we want to be sure that rich people can have a fifth house. Look, I can tell you this: who you're protecting here are people. I go to, I'm lucky enough to be able to play these golf courses, and we wander around in certain areas, and uh, uh, and these are second and third and fourth homes. And you're lucky if you see anybody there, anyone living there. That's, and, and then we've got a homeless crisis. We've got a, 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 I've got the homeless are wandering the streets of my city, and people have third homes because you think it's important for them to have extra money. How does that help the economy, you idiots? We're going to continue to make sure that it, it doesn't work. At what point don't you realize it doesn't work? They're not the ones who spend money. It's we, the people, spend money. That's who spends the money. And you've tried to push this through over and over and over again, and enough is fucking enough, okay? There's certain things that you think are are overstepping what the government should be doing, then fight on that. But don't call it socialism because it's a bugaboo word, boogie, 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 because it's not. What it is, is trying to get people to a better life. A lot of stuff occurred when I was a kid that, um, uh, that, that was going on. And I'm, I'm not, I think I went into it last week. I'm not going to go into it. That, uh, that allowed, um, it, you know, it, that nobody yelled or screamed about. It. Everybody thought, wow, that's really great. Kids have a place to go. And now you'll fight it because it costs money. Just figure out how to do it cheaply. You want the infrastructure? Everybody wants infrastructure, okay? We have to have infrastructure. That's how financially we're gonna grow, okay? That's the way it works. You know that and I know that. God damn it. Well, the fact is is that you all come from states, figure out what are the priorities in those states in terms of that infrastructure. Not what's good for your fucking neighborhood. But what are the priorities that will allow your state to grow as quickly as possible? What bridges absolutely need immediately help? And what other bridges need, need a kind of a help? And what kind of public transportation? And what kind of possibly, how could a train maybe help in certain areas? There used to be a train every hour between Buffalo and Cleveland. It might help if there's a train between Buffalo and Cleveland. Why? Because people could live in Buffalo, and that's where they could do their um, work now, now that they don't have to be in an office. And they could go to Cleveland, and that could be their, their office and maybe take that train. There's all sorts of things. got to be able to use your brain, but a lot of you are too fucking old to use it. A lot of you are way too old to be fucking even governing at this point. A lot of you don't deserve to be there anymore because you are too slow to see what's coming down the pike, we need people with vision, and um, I don't care if you've had cataract surgery, you fuckers. Um, we got to we've got to work together on this. I mean, and I think he's right. I think that the Democrats are right in terms of a lot of the stuff they want to do, but I also think that they're wrong in terms of how what, what needs to you know how much how much money needs to be used as they usually are, and government, and, and, and I'll tell you this, when you were in charge of your Iraq war and you had your Republicans there, a lot of money was thrown at that war, a lot, and it was flushed down a toilet, and we can go through that at some times if you want, but there are all sorts of specials that will tell you about it. Why don't you watch some of them? That's how you throw, you throw money at the wealthy, and you throw money at war, and you can't throw money at the American people not nope. too disturbing for you. Well, figure it out. You don't have to throw money at them, but show where to show how to do it and be financially reasonable. That's what you're there for. Do it and do it right. And that's what we got here. Fucked out of a Memorial Day, and I'm really angry about it. So much for a fatty food festival. I did have ribs last night. Best ribs that weren't made uh, on a grill. The West Bank Cafe. I'm serious. Absolutely solid. Phenomenal. I even saved some for tonight. I'm quite excited. That's why I want to rush to the end of this so I could go get them. I'm going to read you a few things because I think it's important. Little news items to catch up on. Then we'll wrap this up. A Wyoming state senator, the one who's challenging Representative Liz Cheney for her house seat, confirmed that he impregnated a 14-year-old girl when he was 18. Hmm. That's a really good that's on his resume. There was nobody better. There was nobody better in the great state of Wyoming. I fucking doubt that. She was a little younger than me. So it's like uh, the Romeo and Juliet story. No, it's not. Because you're still alive and that girl killed herself. That's not Romeo and Juliet. That's just horrific and awful and disturbing. And you're a state senator. Meanwhile, another genius, Kim Jong-un, banned North Korean men from wearing skinny jeans. Well, he didn't have to. If I lived there, he wouldn't have to ban me from doing that. I can't get in him. In reporting, never could, actually. In reporting the ban, the state newspaper warned men against adopting decadent Western clothes. Oh, boy. And, and this is phenomenal reminded them there are only 15 approved hairstyles. What planet is he orbiting? You could see really why Trump kind of reached out to him because, I mean, even that kind of micromanagement must have excited. Trump must have gotten a woody over that, huh? And I say that, and I should have said the former leader, but I couldn't help it. It's, it's, It's Trump. I'm sitting in New York City, and it was Trump the man who lived down the street with Trump Tower. He'd have gotten a Woody. Man, only allows 15 hair. His hairstyles. Boy, he's right on it. I wish they had uh, some pictures I could send along. I, they don't. Approved hairstyles. How many could there be? R- regular men's, regular boys. Okay, stop. Yeah, I'm just repeating this because last week we had someone actually write in about this, and I just wanted to back up... Um, where the, the you know that they had said that they were dealing with um, family members. I guess it was the the grandfather and his son and the son's wife were yelling about. Uh, they were a uh, you know they were upset that he'd gotten a vaccine because. Of, and I'll read you this: anti-vaxxers are embracing social distancing to protect themselves from the vaccinated. That is really special. Their fear is based on a bogus theory, bogus is, it doesn't even begin to describe it, that the coronavirus vaccines cause recipients to shed proteins that can cause infertility and miscarriages. One anti-vaxxer, New York pediatrician, how, how did who gave him a degree? And take away that school's degree-granting rights. One anti-vaxxer is calling for vaccinated people to wear a badge on their arms so anti-vaxxers can not go near them. That would be, I, if I could, if that was what it would take to, for you guys to to give me a, a big, wide berth, I'd be wearing that. How do people come up with these things? What is the matter with us? And if that's what you think, how come uh, there isn't, we don't at this point have a, a, you know, we've got a mental health problem in this country that is real. And then we've got A mental health problem that seems to be also there, but is this kind of like based on living in an alternative reality. I don't know if if, what is what you would call that, but we've got to find a way to deal with the alternative reality. And I certainly can't do it. Uh, I don't I mean, I can't do it one brand cast at a time. I don't wouldn't even know where to start because nobody's going to listen to me. I've already had people. I used to like you, but you didn't. Christ, because I don't, it's not, I don't agree with them. That we've never bothered them It's because I don't agree with their reality. We, uh, we had some uh, more really great rants. I do hope you enjoy them as much as I did delivering them. And uh, please keep them coming. Those of you who haven't written in, just take a little time, get it off your chest Everyone who's uh, a lot of people have been writing in, and Paul said that it's been uh, even if I don't reread it, just by writing it, they felt better, and uh, and that makes me very happy. Uh, I can't tell you how happy I am to uh, have been able to spend this time with you on uh, on a shitty (laughs) Memorial Day Sunday. You've made it a lot better, and uh, to all of you who lost loved ones in. In the, whatever war it was, um, uh, please, I'm, my, uh, my heart goes out to you. And I deeply appreciate what the, your sacrifice and their sacrifice was. I'll be on the road again. I'm going to be hitting the road in September. So we'll be announcing that tour coming up. And on, I'll be in Chautauqua performing, I think, on the 26th of July could be the 25th it's whatever Monday is (laughs) and I could I could have looked it up but I just thought of it okie doke take care have a wonderful week and uh, here's to us uh, moving forward together all of us as a people and to Texas Seceding and to uh, the rubber chicken finding a finding a nice home in the great state of Texas, <laughs> in, in what will be the great nation of Texas.
1: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Teresa
0: Goodlow wants to share this about the joys of online dating. Here it goes. Since men love to detail all the specifics on who should not contact them regarding their oh-so-enticing profiles, please allow me to pass on a few of my own. One, if you insist on all full-body pics, please ensure you've actually completed a grammatically correct one. You want full body? I want a full, legible fucking profile. If you are asking women to be in peak physical condition, yet you have an extreme beer gut, rotten teeth, and haven't seen a shower, just no. My profile, number three, isn't fake because you didn't get a reply. How about fucking reading my profile and letting it sink in that I'm not interested in raising your remaining in-house brats? I had two of my own, I'm good. Four. We all know that car in your profile pic probably does not belong to you. Five, no one hikes that much. Six, if you say you're not a drinker, yet your first pic is of you holding a fucking beer, see a doctor. Memory and attention to detail are the first to go. You couldn't at least turn the fucking can and pretend it's soda? Seven, I'm not here to see pics of your friends and long lost fraternity brothers. We are pushing 50. Let it go. Eight, I'm not impressed with your sexual prowess as a quality under reasons to date me. If you have to say it, it's probably not that fucking great. You've been lied to. Nine, if you insist on being vulgar, at least spell the words correctly. And lastly, most importantly, number 10. I'm a mixed race liberal woman in Texas. If you contact me and your profile is full of hunting pics and I see anything, even remotely resembling a MAGA hat in the background, fuck off. I know a setup when I see one. We're not that stupid. Thank you, Lewis. Love from Texas, the good part. Teresa Goodloe. Thank you for that, Teresa. Always nice to hear a woman's point of view about what it's like to deal with men online in terms of the social media world we're in. And then apparently people get together that way, and it always seems to me to be a miracle. Mark Wright had this to share with us about what the future and the not-too-distant future will be bringing us. In the spirit of the United States of Sisyphus, I want to take a moment to rant about something that is coming later this year, whether we like it or not. Being midway through my fifth decade on this planet, I am infuriated in our collective unwillingness to adopt better solutions when technology affords them. You see, last year was the census year, and even that orange kumquat of a leader was unable to fully derail that effort. Well, not through a lack of trying to do so, it got done. You see, the census is used to redistribute the seats of the House of Representatives through migration and immigration, and allocate federal spending. However, it is also used in part to redraw said congressional districts, done by state legislatures. Perhaps you'll recall Colbert's better-know-a-district segments, where the size and shape of those were no better drawn than if you'd given a toddler a Sharpie, an atlas, and a bowl of cocaine that would rival Tony Montana's party favors. Well, say hello to my little friend, folks. Leaving this responsibility in the hands of self-interested asshats with varying degrees of intellect, More talent. (laughs) Aside from desperately, these people trying to keep their own jobs is both infuriating and totally unnecessary. Lewis, there is no reason for this to continue. Information technology has advanced sufficiently that basic geographic information system mapping tools can accurately and fairly carve out Legislative districts accounting for not only the results of the census data, but natural rivers, canyons, and mad made city, county, and state borders. It can do all this without consideration of partisanship. The consequences of our current system is such that it lays this responsibility in the hands of the majority party at the state level. Whose only motivation is to maintain said majority and advance their own agenda in an effort to continue near guaranteed reelection and further their own special interests. It is analogous to not only letting the fox watch the hen house, but giving them the batter and deep fryer, then wondering why it smells like chicken. If districts were carved out by algorithm accounting for census data and geography alone, rather than gerrymandered out of the wazoo, it would make many, if not most, races more competitive, forcing these legislative leeches to be accountable to their constituents. If you spend all of your time worrying about losing your job, you're not doing your fucking job. Well put, Mark. I say that because I've. said that numerous times myself. Unbelievable. You could even allow for an override of the system. If a specific result from the algorithm is contested by a supermajority of both parties, you could allow for edits. But leaving this entirely in the hands of the same individuals who stand the most to gain or lose is asinine. But here we go again. Roll that rock up the mountain every ten years and wonder why it crushes us on the way back down? Wow! Thank you, Mark, and thanks for taking my little United States of Sisyphus and, and applying it there. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I myself have said, you know, too, probably based on uh, i would forgotten about uh, Stevens Stevens' uh, bit on his show, but the um, I had I felt too. You could take the map of any state. Uh, you know, let's say a state had nine representatives, uh, give every kid in the state from the, from the first group, actually all kindergartners, just do it in kindergartners, and have them divide the state up into nine sections, however they want, put all of those together, and it would be a better job than what's being done now. And certainly uh, less partisan. And with more intelligence, because they'd be kindergartners. First World Problems had this to share with us about a member of the animal kingdom but one we haven't really uh, heard talked about on the, on the rant cast. Or at any time, I believe, in all the rants I've done. Fucking trash pandas! I used to live in an apartment by myself and we'd get home late at night. The way my apartment was situated, the garbage area was basically right in front of my apartment. It wasn't a problem, as it was walled off until the raccoons came. I came home from a friend's house one night, and the usual parking spots in front of my place were filled, so I had to park a few spots away. Not a problem. I start walking back to my place when a raccoon appears on the wall, blocking the dumpster. Hmm. Fucker starts hissing and flailing his little arms anytime I get near. Asshole is keeping me hostage from my house. Any time I try to walk forward, he hisses and scratches the air. I was outside for around 15 to 20 minutes trying to negotiate with this furry terrorist. Eventually, I glued myself to the wall of my neighbor and acted like I was on a sky ledge, trying not to fall off. The fucker kept hissing at me, but didn't move. I had to trudge through bushes and dirt to make it to my front door, hugging the wall the entire way. I eventually made it home with no rabies, and everyone was happy. I used to view raccoons as mischievous little food bandits with their tiny grabby hands. Now I know why they're called trash pandas, and why they should be punted like a football if they ever get close. Fuck you, raccoons. Stay away from my garbage. Well, thank you. Verse world problems. If that's really your name, oh God, I can't believe I just said that. I think there was uh, a baseball team that was uh, we that either I I don't know if we talked about it or not. A long time ago, way way long time ago, in a in a rant or uh, that was brought up uh, while I was on the road or uh, saw it, but it was I think the uh, it was the Trash Pandas, I think. I'd have to look that up. Maybe I will <laughs> if I, if I have the time. Oh boy! Thank you. I've actually was around. Somebody had one in their uh, actually in the living room of their of their house in Michigan um, that I visited with my my friend John Bowman, who was uh, been my opening was my opening act for a long time, and uh, literally in the the wall of the, um, they had a kind of a large cage where the uh, they'd set up this thing for the raccoon to wander around. And apparently, he'd get out and bit people and stuff. Oh boy, why would you want a raccoon for a pet? They do. They get rabies. All of them do. Every one of them. <laughs> Mark Men sent this in and uh, and quite timely, I believe, and uh, and I'm I'm glad because. Uh, Someone who actually has lived in Israel and uh, has something to tell us of a personal nature about uh, the Israelis, the Palestinians, uh, and uh, that that problem and how that problem is his problem. Uh, I'll let him explain. I am an atheist Jew and an Israeli. I left Israel four years ago and moved to Germany, which is not a big deal for me since my parents' families originated in the Middle East. I left Israel because I fucking hated living there. Most people in the United States think of Israel as either a safe haven for Jews or an apartheid country where Palestinian babies are murdered. It never stops to amaze me how idiotic Americans can be. It's Neither. I'm sure that American Jews will agree with me that their description of hell would be being surrounded by Jews, and only Jews, all day long. This country is based on people trying to fuck each other over for generations. Every day is a new fight, whether it's work, relationships, school, anything. And the noise level, holy shit, it's like living in a construction site. The first time I visited after six months in Germany, my ears started bleeding. And that was just from a Friday night's family dinner at my mom's. As for the whole Palestinian conflict, I would like to ask all Americans to kindly shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about. I've had enough of Americans defending the Palestinians as if they have any idea at all what it means to live in Gaza, Jerusalem, or Israel. If you cared so much about Palestinian lives you would spend 10 minutes reading the history of the area and see that for decades, Israel spent money, resources, and lives trying to coexist with people who wanted annihilated and all the Jews there murdered. And as for Republicans, I don't want Trumpers, Ted Cruz, and fucking Fox News on my side. You bunch of white supremacist neo-Nazi assholes. And please kindly take Netanyahu back. We don't want him either. I left Israel because it's my own personal nightmare. And now our government is making it impossible for me to walk safely anywhere in the world because now I need to be on the lookout from the whole political spectrum of nutjobs. And American Jews, I know it's hard for you to side with Israel anymore. Hey, it's hard for me too. It's becoming a right-wing theocracy. And quite frankly, I fear for its future as a democracy. But when you call for people to stop being anti-Semitic, but support the apartheid slash genocide slash baby-killing bullshit that Hamas is spreading, you just look like egotistical, naive idiots. Wow. Wow. Okay, it's yeah, boy. I mean, it is. Uh, there's that word Gordian knot, and I, I'm, I of course, my, since I'm still muddling to get my memory in back, I it's I don't know if that's really what this is. Uh, if that it's a knot that you can't. It's just a, a tough to unravel. And Mark, thank you for uh, what you have to say, and um, I, I really appreciate it, and uh, I hope others who uh, have more of an understanding of this will write in because uh, I don't. I had the opportunity to go with the daily show that fell through. Um, It was a couple of other times. I didn't, I really didn't want to go when Netanyahu was in charge because that just irritated me no end. And I can see that Mark agrees with me on that. Um, And deeply appreciate you uh, getting this out here, Mark. From Andy S., a, uh, it's a a rant about, (laughs) you'll see what it's a rant about, it's, and and one of the ads he's yelling about is something that just pisses me, well, God, it pisses me off. It's just so weird. Let her rip, Andy. My rant is about the laziness of television advertising writers. I'll refrain from using product names, I don't know why to avoid violating any Rancast product endorsement policies. I don't have any. They'll probably tell me at some point. <laughs> as, as, they, as they flee the ship. There's a brand of toilet paper that uses a family of blue cartoon bears to promote the product. Why the fuck are they blue? Andy, why do they have bears promoting a toilet paper product for human beings? Huh? When we first met this Blue Bear family, they were marveling at the softness of the toilet paper, much like the creepy grocery store employee from the 70s who'd bust a nut in the produce department while squeezing toilet paper rolls. Clean up on aisle two, same brand. Anyway, the Bear family storyline has digressed to Junior Bear or Baby Bear or whatever the fuck he's called and his inability to get his (laughs) asshole clean. The ad goes on to explain that this brand of toilet paper will keep his asshole clean, as if I needed an explanation from some Madison Avenue doofus as to the purpose of toilet paper, or that it works for a bear. Don Draper must be spinning in his TV grave. It's at this point in my rant when I'm reminded of the perfectly applicable joke. A bear and a rabbit are in the woods taking a shit when the bear looks down and asks the rabbit if he has trouble with shit sticking to his fur. No, Mr. Bear, I don't have that problem. Good, says the bear, and he picks up the rabbit and wipes his ass with the rabbit. Ha! A joke within a rant. At least I would applaud an advertiser's creativity by introducing a rabbit to the Blue Bear family. Anyway, my anger rose the other night when the latest commercial about Baby Bear's dirty asshole was followed by an ad for a razor specifically for a woman's swimsuit area. I saw that too. I just, I couldn't believe it. I haven't seen it since. I, I, I've only seen it that once. Maybe they pulled it. Okay. Thanks for the explanation. But then the next scene in the ad features a woman shaving around her swimsuit area. Whoa! Two straight commercials featuring acts that occur behind closed bathroom doors. I know you're thinking I can just turn off the TV or change the channel. No we pay cable companies and streaming services enough to be to be forced to take affirmative steps to avoid the, the advertisers attempts to explain and illustrate how their basic product works i must admit that writing this rant is therapeutic but i fear what is next i've already seen ads for tampons and condoms will there be primetime demonstrations of these products i imagine the I have a guy who opens up the and it'll fly out and land right on his pecker. I would imagine that was a way old joke that I used to have like a hundred years ago when I first started doing stand-up and never even imagined that I would be doing it for a living. Both of those ads make me crazy. I couldn't believe they were doing, and it's not so much that for me that it's behind the closed doors. It's like, what the fuck? Why are you appealing to me with a bear, huh? And then there's the bear, you know, and don't use too much toilet paper. And the bear is, they, is smelling the toilet paper, is rubbing his face on it, and how soft it is. He's a bear, for fuck's sake! Everything's soft to a bear. And 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 what about a you know it'd be you? What about a five year old watching, the, you know, somebody cleaning up their swimsuit area? I it's it's beyond belief. I think people, you know, who need something to shave around their their swimsuit area know where to get it. And I think you just go, hey, this is really good toilet paper. It'll clean your butt. That's all you need. Two seconds. Don't need no fucking bear. Glad. Thank you for getting that out there, Andy. It reminded me I kind of wanted to talk about that for a while. I may put it in my act. I may wear a bear costume the entire time. And just bring up rolls of toilet paper that I'll throw at the audience. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll have them as my sponsors. From Dan Balabia, a rant about technology too. We had uh, how we could use technology this week, and now we've got one about another view of technology. It's always great to have these uh, that's, I love it when they they kind of you know they come they, they fall from the sky. It's like uh, simultaneous raindrops, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> In response to your rant on Randcast 42 about how Americans went nuts and hoarded gas during the latest crisis, having a major pipeline hacked, the real question is why? Why have we come so far that a fucking hacker can get a hold of a gas line computer and was able to shut down the gas supply to 25% of the country? Have we automated so much in this country that we've eliminated all the fucking manual controls? Don't we have one person who knows how to turn a valve? Do we not have controls in place on something as vital as corporate profits? As corporate profits become so fucking important that replacing hands-on control for automated control that a hacker can shut down the line? Are we so worried about corporate profits that we eliminate having people, yes, live-breathing entities, able to turn a fucking valve to keep the system going. No, we've accepted that profits matter more than keeping people employed, doing these kinds of work, everything for my fucking IRA and stock dividends. Putting the blame on our uneducated me, 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 me society for rushing to the pumps to get gas is not really addressing what has happened. In all honesty, these days, do not expect the response we saw is ignorant. As you stated, what happened when we entered the pandemic? A rush of people to get as much as possible in case we ran out. Really? Not a rush on food, not a rush on the banks, not a rush on gas, nor a rush on disposable paper to wipe our overly bloated asses. Automation is great. No paychecks. No pay raises, no union negotiations, no paid vacation, no sick time, no vaccines necessary. 24-7, 364-day production. The population can suffer all they want, but the machines keep going. As you said later on, your frustration with FedEx, you couldn't get any person to talk to without going through 3, 6, 10 menu option and then having to explain a simple problem, still not getting the answers, options that would fit your problem. Really? FedEx doesn't have an option on their line to answer questions about shipping? It is the business that they are in, shipping. Here again, we have allowed automation to take jobs from working people and have turned it into a nightmare for the consumers. At least you can say they are screwing everyone equally. Call me a Luddite, but I don't buy into this bullshit. I get by without a cell phone Holy shit, and don't need all the ridiculous gadgets we have invented to do nothing. Nothing to solve any problems. Just keep everyone entertained, occupied, while they sell this country down the fucking tubes. I can hear the flushing as I write this. Thanks for letting me rant. Dan Bolavia, or Bolavia, I'll never know, but I think it's Bolavia. Living the dream as a gardener. I'm glad you're living the dream. No cell phone. Wow. You got a uh, a pager? <laughs> I do appreciate that, Dan. It just enrages me. There's no reason to not um, continue to employ people for essential jo- jobs, really, like answering phones, so that there's a human touch to it all. Or have one or two, you know, things at the beginning. Yes, no, let's move on. Here's a human being. What do you need? Not 16 different things. Would you like us to do the list again? What fucking planet are you on? Thomas DiMera lends his rant to our transgender and sports discussion that we've been having. My rant is more of a response to a lady that you had speak on the transgender issue. Now, listen, let me say this up front. I am a gay, 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 gay man. Macho, macho man gay. That's gay as a rainbow shitting out Skittles. Now, I say that to say this as well. I'm also a moderate. (laughs) I mean, that's been a fun thing to be. If I don't get shit from the left, I get shit from the right. So it's just been a shit fest where I'm concerned. But I'm not polarized by either side because I talk too fucking much and ask what some consider inappropriate questions. Now, when it comes to transgender issues, I've always been the first to advocate on behalf of my transgender friends. I have transgender friends. Not like the fuckers who say, oh, I have a black friend or whatever. I honestly have friends who are transgender that are my friends from when they were male to when they were female, and from when they were female to when they were male. These people I love, I cry over, I pray over, Lewis. And they are friends, not because they are trans, but for the good fucking people they are. But let me tell you this. Recently, I've been called what the lady that wrote in earlier to you about this uh, was called, transphobic, because I do not particularly agree with the sports things. I get it. Uh, I don't understand. I absolutely love being a gay, 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 gay guy. Male, 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 gay, male, super gay. Hey, male, male, and we gay, 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 gay as fuck gays have had our own issue with being allowed to play sports. I've always empathized with the trans community. I've always been a fighter for the trans community as they have been for me. But this new thing, I don't understand. And frankly, I don't really agree with some of the folks who say I'm border transphobic when they say that a trans person should be able to compete in sports as who they feel they are. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying absolutely that my viewpoint is correct. It's just that I cannot get an understanding or an education on this. But my raw thinking is aligned with the lady who wrote in that the physical difference is just fucking unfair. It's very frustrating. It's also very frustrating that I honestly have trans friends I go to and can speak about this with, and they are in the same fucking boat as me. They can't explain it. But to be honest, All my friends, my friends are like me, 35 and older. One is as old as 72. Shout out to Jamie. Love you, girl. And I guess my friends didn't want to compete in sports. They were too busy not being beaten or killed to even consider sports. But I actually asked them about this. And their response is, well, Tommy, let's go to a commercial break. The most frustrating part about this, I really really want to understand. I want to empathize. I want to be there for my friends. But my friends personally cannot articulate what the hell is going on. I do feel that we have a lot of different issues going on within the issue of the issues, and you can't always believe what media has to say about this. They'll say, oh, these folks here are angry about this, and those folks over there are angry about that, just so they can see these fucktards fight with each other. I have friends who are trans who have transitioned, who are in various stages of their transitions. And I'm crazy enough to ask them to explain it to me. Now they don't owe me an explanation on all the shit that's going on currently, but they can't give me anything. Of course they don't speak for the whole community, but for me, they are my whole trans community and they give me nothing. So I don't know, if this is a hard issue and I never ever wanna be a closed-minded prick. My empathy is with the lady that wrote in. Maybe her and I can get some tea and we can join forces in figuring out exactly what is wanted and where that puts everyone in the spectrum of life. The main point is there are many of us in many different categories who want to understand this. And the first step is asking for understanding. Hope someone trans wrote into you who can educate us all a little more. Thanks again, Lewis. See, when you get back to Indy. Well, I want to thank you for that, Thomas. There was uh, 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 someone who sent in uh, uh, a piece on this, and uh, I don't know if it cleared it up for you. I expect there will be more, but mostly I'm, I'm really glad to, uh, to read something like this from a very gay, 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 gay man. That was splendid. And, uh, and thank you. And I'm, I'm glad we had the, you know, it, I'm really glad people are actually using this because I, too, have, have, have talked about my confusion as regards this. And, uh, and who knew that this, uh, you know, this kind of rant cast that I've, you know, stumbled into uh, might be a place where we could figure some of this stuff out. or maybe not. Maybe it's just a, a good play, play for, you know, to, to wear earphones together. Yeah, we'll see. But thanks, Thomas. A rant here that uh, about something that no one has ranted about from Benny Coleman. It's surprising what uh, all of the stuff that has happened over the past years has done in terms of things that that folks have to yell about, and uh, and I'm sure more to follow, more to continue to follow, as the world opens up. Sort of maybe we'll see. Let's let it rip, Benny. Okay, this is it. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck! Oh, now I finally found out what caps lock on my computer is good for. This week's temporary gas shortage here in Virginia has pushed me over the edge, and I can no longer quench the burning desire to let you know exactly how I feel about the so-called spill-proof mechanisms on any gas canister you can get a hold of these days. As I'm writing this, I'm covering my keyboard in gasoline. I'm trying to hold myself together through a hydrocarbon-induced brain stupor because I still got the stuff on my fingers after three good hard scrubs with dish soap and hot water to no avail. It is filling the room with gasoline potpourri. It's fucking everywhere! Twenty years ago, when we moved from an apartment to a house with a yard, oh, life was so simple then. I had a gas canister. And when I needed some for the mower, I went to the station and got some, and then put it in the mower, never spilling a drop. Then my world changed, by law, and some design that I can only fathom comes from a desperate American working a dead-end job to improve the unimprovable, to keep personal health insurance, or maybe from an alien species that is pained by our slow demise and is trying to get us to spill the remaining gas as fast as possible in an act of mercy, the way you quickly kill a half-dead mouse that the cat got a hold of. Either that or they are laughing their asses off up there in space. That must be it. Shit, I am convinced. I finally figured it out. Why else would it be called spill-proof? There is a bit of impish sense of humor in there now, for those who designed it, not for the unfortunate user or for life on earth as we know it. First, the perfectly innocent and practical canister got a spill-proof spout. Ha! At least I could fill the fucking thing at the station. Never mind that I got about half of it on the driveway and the side of the mower when I tried to pour it in. Oh, and did I mention... That I'm 20 years older now and have arthritis in both hands, so that it is excruciatingly painful to press, turn, and hold the fucking thing while trying to aim a small spout of a heavy object into a small hole at chest height. Shit goes everywhere when I have to set the fucking thing down after a few seconds to shake the extra gas off my dripping hands and then raise the thing again. Well, it's like taking a bucket of the stuff and just throwing it in the general direction of the open mower tank. I am lucky if half of it goes in. Oh, but that was not enough. No, 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 no. You know what they thought of next? Come on, you can guess. it. It's not rocket science. They don't just want you to spill half of it when you get home with the spill-proof version of something that never spilled before. No, of course, it did not take long for them to figure that. Wouldn't it be more fun and efficient to make them spill it at the station too? Why not? Another addition to the cans on the market now. God help me. I needed a new one the other day since the spout on the other one dry rotted and broke. So now I have one that has a of course, solidly fixed with no chance of tampering, white basket mounted inside the opening that the gas has to go through when you fill the thing. Lou, let me tell you, it was like standing one foot from the wall and pointing a garden hose at the side of my house and cutting it on full blast. I think I could hear them laughing in space when I tried it. I had to give up. I could not... Fill the fucking thing. I got about a one cup of gas to go through the white basket and about a gallon on my hands, clothes, shoes, the pavement, the gas pump, and the side of my car. And can you believe it? I tried it twice. Same result. Duh, duh. Another cup in, another gallon on me. Ha 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 ha. Ho, 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 ho. I think they made it a white basket rather than a solid plug to trick me into thinking it may let the gas go through so they could watch me get splattered. I think the people behind me thought I was some kind of a fool who forgot to open the canister before trying to fill it. So due to the gas shortage, I needed to use the mower gas in the car. I had about two cups of this stuff in my brand-new canister and about four gallons to transfer to it from my old one with the broken spout which I filled at the station a few weeks back since I could not get anything into the new one. I tried to get all that into my car with the usual rate of spill-proof success tonight so I can get some dog food tomorrow for my poor starving pooch who relies on his brilliant human allies to be able to pour a liquid from one container into the other. We are all doomed! Oh, Benny, thank you for that. My father, I remember having those gas uh, canisters. And then my father bought a... Uh, he, he stopped using that. He just got a, a mechanical mower. No more gas mowers. We were very pissed, my brother and I. Now we got a push it thing? Everybody else has got a real goddamn gas mower. But this is brutal, Benny. Shawnee E. is pissed and with good reason. Dear Lewis, I got married last year. We had a small COVID-safe wedding outside with a grand total of 10 people. I gained an amazing stepson, and man, did I hit the jackpot when I became his bonus mom. We picked our wedding day for the simple reason that we liked the numbers. 5, 10, 20. Not thinking anything other than that we soon realized it would land on Mother's Day. After some negotiating with the mother of this sweet boy, she allowed him to be a part of our big day. We were grateful. He's an important part of the family. And we wanted him to be there. The big day soon arrived, and it was perfect. That is, until my new stepson came up to his dad and I and asked, Why did you ruin my mommy's special day? Well, I I don't mind ruining her special day. It hurt my heart because I knew that she was the one who put those words in his mouth. What kind of piece of shit do you need to be to tell your then six-year-old that his daddy and stepmom ruined her day? Fast forward. The boy is seven now. His mother has gotten into this new age healing shit becoming a light master, or whatever the fuck that means, and believing crystals can do more than what a real doctor can do for you. What the fuck ever. Believe what you want to believe, but she is teaching her son this bullshit, and since he's seven, he believes every word. We were at one of those silver diners one day, and he stated he could see the archangel Michael because he could see the color blue. What he really saw was the sun reflecting off of the blue grocery bag he carried his toys into the restaurant with. You've got to be fucking kidding me. About a month or so later, he says that a crystal that he has makes him brave. Well, we ask him, do you think you are brave or that the crystal makes you brave? The crystal makes me brave, he replies with confidence. Jesus fucking Christ! Why are we having to explain to this sweet seven-year-old that a rock cannot make you brave? If it makes him feel comfortable doing things when holding it, fine, I can deal with that, but god damn it, I will not allow him to give credit for his own bravery to a fucking rock. What infuriates me more is that his mother spends money on this crap and won't buy the kid clothes to fit him properly or new shoes, or pitch in for his glasses that he needed. We have 50-50 custody, and she contributes nothing. I would give all I had for this kid. I would die for this kid. That's the way it's supposed to be. Not filling their head with make-believe magic and leaving us to explain how he himself is brave and he can accomplish anything without saying a negative word about his light master mother. The worst part of it all is, is that this woman is a therapist. Oh my. God. Specializing in helping children. That can't be, this can't be really? I mean a real legitimate got a degree therapist? Wow, that just takes your breath away. That makes you reach for an asthma inhaler, even though you don't have asthma. The number of times her lies and negativity has been parroted by this little boy is shocking and the person who suffers the most is him. Co-parenting is hard, I get it, but fuck you if you use your child as a pawn to send nasty messages to their other parent or make them feel powerless without a worthless rock. You probably bought at a kiosk in the fucking mall. Thanks for taking the time to read it. I, I had to. I'll be over here just trying to calm myself down enough so I won't call this bitch and give her a piece of my mind. Yours truly, Shawna E, from Raleigh, North Carolina. I was just back from the from North Carolina, an undisclosed location. Just amazing what people can do when it comes to divorce and the raising of children. It's a tough enough gig raising a child than to fight over the raising of that child with someone else, light master and a therapist. And thank you for that, Shawnee. Those are the tales that make me kind of go, oh. After for a year, kind of going through, should I have gotten married? I can, I read that and go, well, maybe I was, maybe maybe things worked out all right. <laughs> maybe maybe it allowed me to get be be empathetic with the the, the problem that folks have with, without having those problems myself. Well, I hope the kid you know, gets on track. And I really hope the mother gets on track. Don't let her drive you crazy. Please, you know, you're the same one. Kevin Nicholas has sent this rant, which seems to have been buried deep in his closet. How the fuck is it that I never seem to have enough clothes hangers? I literally just bought two 20-packs of plastic clothes hangers from my local home goods store came home and blissfully removed the plastic wrap and proceeded to hang my rogue dress shirts into my closet. Not a week later, I did laundry. and you know what? No fucking clothes hangers. Are my shirts and pants fucking and procreating clothes that I don't know about? Or do clothes hangers disappear like the fucking sock scenario in which matching socks... Seem to get separated from the pack and wind up in the frozen, barren wilderness of fucking Siberia, never to be found again. Seriously, what the fuck? Thank you, Kevin. My mother, uh, a while back, um, used to send on a variety of occasions She would send some things off to me in a box. And one of the things that was always included in that were clothes hangers. And my friends always said, why the fuck is she sending you clothes hangers? And you've just explained why, Kevin. I didn't lose mine, but my mother seemed to think I would. God, it's just too bad we couldn't hook you guys up in terms of that clothes hanger uh, problem you have. It would have been great for you. And given my mother a small income. Maybe she could use it now. Thanks for writing. A quick snip of a rant from James Maderis. Abstract. Anthropocene. For centuries, humans have littered the oceans with plastic, pumped CO2 into the air, fertilizers, nuclear isotopes, antibiotics, pharmaceutical antagonists across the planet. Our species' impact is so severe and so enduring that the current geological time period could soon be declared the Anthropocene. Thank you, James. Have a good day. Anthropocene. Uh, There's a little word to add to my vocabulary. I don't know when I'll use it again, but thank you. Diane Roth wants you to know, as if walking around with store-bought water to hydrate isn't enough, now there's Hydrate Spark, a water bottle you buy for about 65 bucks that reminds you to drink water by lighting up, vibrating, and sending a message to your phone. Thanks, Diane. I got this rant from Billy Joe Bretzky, and I'm sure uh, it will be getting a number of responses. I'm getting ready. Billy, you get ready, too. Well, Lewis, it finally happened. Something pissed me off enough that I need your guidance. Ted Cruz. Okay, for some background, I live in north-central Montana, so I really shouldn't give a shit one way or another. We keep guns in our vehicle for survival. But holy batshit crap, man, this guy, Ted Cruz, thinks an AR-15 is just another rifle. I joined the Army in 85. They handed me an M-16, a.k.a. AR-15. They are called assault rifles for a reason. My place of employment sits across the street from our post office. The flags have been at half staff for months. What the fuck is going on? Nobody in our government wants to address this issue for fear of pissing off their base. You know what? Fuck your base. I'm pretty sure the founding fathers never imagined that guns would be sold at every corner store and any fucking moron could acquire one. I don't know what the answer is, but we need to find one and quick. Well, I sure hope we do, Billy, and thank you for that. And let let the deluge begin. This has come in from Greg Leitner. There is a sickness in the land. History will record that the Republicans allowed Donald Trump to park in the space reserved for the second coming of Christ. Trump is a false god. Where Christ died to redeem the Christian sins, the sociopath Trump unleashed the Christian sins and gave those sins, which are also his sins, his stamp of approval. And now the Republicans, blinded by their addiction to the dark side, can't give him up. They realize they have nowhere to go but Trump. They realize they have nowhere to go but insane. We know that Trump's reign is indefensible. I might even class him as a stone cold psychopath. That 74.2 million Americans vote him for him means that they, too, are deranged. Trump opened the asylum doors and the MAGA horde rushed out en masse and chewed through this country like brain-eating zombie wharf rats. Put that in your history book. I'm glad you could share that with us, Greg. It is kind of astonishing. I don't quite understand what it is. Of, of, of people always go, well, you know, he did a lot of good things, and, and I just can't put my finger on it. I mean, I know he did some things that I could say, okay, was the price worth it? Well, I guess for some other fuckers. Thank you, Greg. Alan Minch has moved to New Jersey, and he doesn't seem to be happy about it. (laughs) My family and I moved from central Pennsylvania to southern New Jersey about three years ago. I thought to myself, ah, the shore. It should be fairly laid back and not so stiff and conservative. Wrong! This place is just as bad, if not worse. We've got people walking around with, Fuck Murphy! our governor, who has done the best he can given the circumstances, on their face masks they wear, fuck Murphy, and stickers with the same thing on their cars. Driving around my area, I see yards with Back the Blue and Trump 2020 or 2024 signs on the same property. Well, guess what? Fuck you. Fuck you. You're so full of shit, I hope your eyes are brown. You mean to tell me that the party and its former leader who have equated what happened on January 6th 2021, as another tourist day? Really give a fuck about cops? Give me a break. These same assholes are the ones who killed a Capitol police officer and drove two more to suicide. Get your shit straight. You love that tangerine-colored moron so much? Take your back the blue signs and your thin blue line American flags down. My dad was a cop. I'm pretty sure he would have been appalled at the events of January 6, 2021 in the inaction of the party of which he was a member. Shame on the GOP, and shame on all the morons who just blindly follow along. All the best to you and Mom. (laughs) I love the way these end. Thank you, Alan. I'll pass that on to Mom. And this from Jessica McKay. Occasionally, one's credit card account gets hacked. I understand that as a fact of life. Some online fucker absconds with my information and starts buying shit on Amazon. Ah, eh, no big deal. I'll just call the credit card company and resolve it. I immediately get the recording about call volumes being higher than normal. You know, now that we're almost eight billion people waiting twenty minutes for an agent, it's probably standard procedure. Can we drop the higher than normal language anyway? No problem. I'm prepared to wait. But then it happens. Today's pop hits accompany the wait through my shitty cell phone speakers. It's relentless. The wait is long, and the music hurts. So I hang up and initiate online chat support. Oh, I love those. The person I'm connected with takes 15 minutes to type a sentence. I know they're typing because I can see the three blinking lights that signify an incoming message. I wait eagerly for the words to appear. In fact, it takes so long for them to type that I wonder if they're typing with one finger while they eat a fucking sandwich. I'm finally told my account is under review. And if I want more information, I have to call on the phone. Well, guess what? I'm not calling. Ever. Let the thieves have my credit. Let them rampage and go on a bender. There's plenty of time for torture when I get to hell. I'll go from an online chat where nothing gets resolved to waiting for human interaction over the phone while tinny, irritating music bombards my brain and makes me wish for death. Except that I can't die. I'm already dead. And instead of the sweet silence I imagine death to be, it's a cacophony of computer-generated chords and scratchy, auto-tuned voices forever. Well put, Jessica. Well said, and thank you for that. It does, that music is brutal. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show.